When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Talking about practice. LeBron Welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. I'm joined with my good friend here, Callum Max. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Let's talk some hoops. Let's go. We're, we're talking some hoops. We're talking some fantasy basketball. Um, and if you want to uh, support us, please head over to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Chuck us a like on all the videos. And uh, there's plenty of content coming. We're uploading videos nearly every day now. If you, if you like the shorter formats or if you're on Spotify, you can listen to the longer formats on there and on Apple Podcasts. But today we're talking, uh, firstly, we're talking MVPs. We're talking about who we think we're, we're sort of, you know, getting edging closer to halfway to the season. Um, a lot of basketball has been played, still a lot to go, but we just want to start the conversation on who we think has impressed us the most in terms of the best player in the league, uh, who we think might have the best chance to, to win the award come the season's end. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Cal. We're going to be listing our top five MVP candidates um, and sort of going through what we think uh, at the moment. So who, who's your top five there, Cal? I just want to do a quick disclaimer and say uh, that my criteria is like literally if the league is shut down today, hypothetically, let's say there's another COVID outbreak and it's like okay. there's a line, it's over. Who, who yep. would I, if I had five votes, who, who would I put them on? Yeah. Um, these would be my five. Do you want to start from five or do you want me to go from number one? Yeah, let's build a bit of suspense. <laughs> build a bit of suspense. So number five. Yeah, yeah. Hit us, hit us with five. All right, number five is going to be a bit of a shocker, I think, for you, maybe. Um, oh, but I'm going to back the best player on the team that has the best record in the league in the Utah Jazz. And I'm going to pick Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, um, I'll give him okay. a vote. I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell, look, as I said, best record in the league if you're going to put some votes out, I feel like you do have to consider that for the MVP. Um, yeah. And for that reason, I had to throw him in the top five. Yeah. Um, he was fifth. And look, yeah. I've thrown him in there. I, I don't hate it. You know, you've got to give props to the team who's currently like the best record in the NBA, which none of us saw coming. <laughs> Whether that will be the case at the end of the season. Look, they're playing really good. Like they're, they're doing really, really well. Um, and he's the biggest reason why. So I can't hate it. Um, we are recording this on February 10th. So, you know, if they, they, I think we're going to put this out a little bit, little bit later in a few days on YouTube. So if you're watching this a bit later and they've gone on a, a few, you've had a few losses, um, <laughs> just know that we, we're recording on Feb 10th. So right now they have the best record in the league. So I don't, I don't hate it. Who's who got it for? Good have it for. Fat four, I've got uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, yep. I feel like he's just been putting up such good stats. I just, I had to, I had to throw him in there. Um, he's pretty much like a, I'd have to get up in front of me. I think it's about 20, seven 11 and eight assists he was averaging a triple double for like the first month yeah um, he's been so some, some crazy stats he, he's the best fantasy player in in all category kind of leagues any kind of league he's, he's been in um he's yep. just been absolutely kidding his field goal as well about 56 percent super um, efficient which yeah ridiculous especially when he does shoot a few threes so um in terms of numbers it, it definitely is a historic season for him and yep. it's good to see the big man's back so yeah, 
I like it. I like it. He'll be appearing on my list. Um, who's your number three? Number three, I went with, it's a bit of a, a feel-good story in Kevin Durant. Okay. I like Kevin it. Durant, like he's it. come back from the ACL, oh, sorry, the um, Achilles, even worse yep. injury. And he's been looking awesome. He's been looking like his old self. Um, I understand that Brooklyn team is in the, on the third seed, which did kind of come into my consideration, even though they're only 14 and 12, which is still pretty much 500 because that, that East is uh, very yeah. competitive. So They're a bit behind some of the Western teams. There's a lot of players, a lot of teams doing it a bit better than they are in the West in terms of the percentage. But, you know, you've got to give them props in the East. They are up, up in the top three. So, um, but what about, what about his teammates? You, you're sort of thinking, you know, he's got, he's got Kyrie. Now he's got James Harden. You don't, you don't care. You think he's, He's, the he's still looking the part, you know, that, that's yeah. what matters. He's the only guy that actually does defend a bit as well. I understand that team's yeah. putting up historically bad defensive numbers, but that right now they're putting up the best offensive all time um, since the, the James Harden trade. So yeah. if they keep that going, that could be a case for him as well. Um, and you can never, like, he, he's been an MVP. It, it's a comeback year for him. I think it's like a feel-good story. I'll have to give him a vote. He's looking yep. dominant. So He is looking very dominant. He's efficient as always, um, just can can catch fire at a moment's notice, and and we did highlight that that defense struggle that we expected the team to make. And you're right, he is of the the big three stars, the best at playing defense, the most versatile defender on that team. So he definitely deserves some credit for that. But again, the the worst defense in the league. So can't can't give him too much for that because he's yeah. Who have you got number two? Number two, I've got um Joel Embiid. Oh, okay. Um, I had to put him number two, which yeah, look, uh, you'd be surprised my number one is, but. Look, number two, John Bead. Uh, we'll talk about him first. Uh, he's been killing it this year, man. Like he has been. He, they did have the best um, record in the league for a little bit, but now Utah went on a bit of a, a, a nice win streak. So it, you know, we, we did this about a week ago. John Bead probably would have been my number one pick, but yep. um, right now they have the second best record in the league. They're first in the East. Um, obviously, it's pretty much right now. It's really just 76ers and the Bucks are just running away with the one and two seed. Yeah. The rest yep. of the East is just comp- pretty much anyone's game. Like yep. <laughs> almost everyone has a legit chance to get that number three seed right now. So um, look, awesome record. John Bede, he, he looks like a new guy this year. He came in motivated. 29, 11 rebounds, three assists. Um, the, the defensive stats are there as well. Like 1.4 steals, 1.3 blocks. So there's always that case between like he can anchor a team. He also carries. He gets so many people in foul trouble. He's putting yeah. up eleven point four three throws a game. That's, oh, that's he's, he's getting to the line like he's just been dumb. He's playing bully ball all season, and um, on the team, you know, you've got you've got a team like a player like Tobias Harris who is you know he's he's scoring efficiently, but outside of that, there's no real go to score outside of him and Embiid, Harris and Embiid. That is um, Ben Simmons. Yeah, he's he's good, but he's not a like a go to scorer. He's a facilitator, an excellent defender. So they have to put up those like huge offensive numbers efficiently um and just sort of like like they and especially early in the season they were blowing out teams like they were like putting teams away in three quarters and then resting the the fourth quarter so um recently there's been some more closer games um but but yeah they, they've played really really well and and surpassing expectations you know last year they were the sixth seed so um some big big additions with with seth curry and, and some other players coming in but i think it's mostly been on the back of Embiid stepping up his game, so I would definitely agree there. Um, in fact, we'll go through my list. I want, I want to have a You'll bit of save my number one. Yeah, let's let's build a bit of suspense for the for the listeners here. I know they're on the edge of their seat, so um, I'll go through my my five. I've got Giannis and Senator Kumpo who's snuck in there at number five. I unfortunately don't have Donovan Mitchell in this list, and and maybe I should. Like, I probably with my list have forecasted a little bit in terms of where I expect teams to be. Um, so I probably haven't rewarded the Jazz right now. You know, I don't, ex- I don't know. I still don't expect them to be the number one team in the league come the season's end. Maybe they are and maybe I'll have to change my mind. But I see the Bucks up there at the moment. Giannis is, he's still put up amazing numbers. I know we're sort of getting used to it. Like it's just, oh yeah, Giannis is doing what he's doing. He's still putting up amazing numbers. I think there are players who are putting up better numbers and teams are winning more. That's why he's at the number five. So he's, but he's just sort of doing what he's doing. I had Durant at four for the same sort of reasons that you had. Um, what was that one spot lower than you? Um, a player that you haven't mentioned, and maybe you might mention him soon. Um, I have at number three, Kawhi Leonard. Um, and, and I feel like he is 
in at least some of the circles that I'm in and, and on Twitter and things like that, even on broadcasts, I feel like he's not getting the love that he deserves. I feel like this man, and I know we've had this debate before about the best, best player in the world and things like that, but watching him play, I, I, I could be persuaded that this year, based on what I've seen, that he is the best player in the world. I think that he is just so stellar on both ends of the floor and is just playing at an uber efficient level, like just scoring whenever he wants to, um, taking over games at the right times. I know he's playing with an all-star teammate, Paul George, who's having a great season, but outside of those two, there's, there's not a whole lot going on on this team. So I think that, you know, the fact that he's pulled them to, to where they are uh, in, in the standings, you know, what are they currently sitting at? Um, third in the West, um, 17 in the win column and eight in the loss. 68% win percentage. Like, that's incredible. And they've, they've both actually missed games due to COVID tracing and things like that. So their record would actually be better if they, they hadn't missed those games. So I think that Kawhi's being quietly uh, disrespected. Um, and at number two, I had Jokic. Uh, before, you, before you go number two, yeah. I just want to say a couple of things. So yeah. I'll mention for, of, your, of those five, four, and three picks, I'll, yeah. I'll touch on Giannis just really quickly and say that I just, I just couldn't really consider him just literally on the basis of I can't give him three. Like if I was voting this year, I, could, yeah. I couldn't give him a vote. I couldn't give him a third straight MVP. I, I just feel yeah, like... I mean, I I'm not giving him my number one vote. Yeah, but even then, I, to, to me, he's like a wash. Like he's literally like, I can't give this guy a vote. I, I don't want to even give him a chance to have three in a row. I mean, like he, he did earn the other two, but it's just... I, I don't think he's that player to be a three-time MVP. So he literally was just like cut from my list instantly. And um, okay, and and with um Kawhi, yeah, I did consider him. He's not on my list. Oh, he, I love your top five. I, I just feel like him and Paul George, because Paul George is having such a good season. Like people are kind of yeah. understating that as well. And, and and I feel like on that team that's doing so well, um, Kawhi Leonard's putting up twenty-six, six and five, and Paul George is also putting up pretty much the exact same numbers, like 26 points. Um, then it's like five and, and four. So he, he's and very efficiently as well. So yeah, just because it's kind of like that one, a one B, I couldn't quite elevate him for that most valuable role because yeah. Paul George has been so valuable on that team as well. So it's, it's kind of like classic, you know, the, the two players sharing the votes kind of thing. So I couldn't put him there for myself. I, I can see that. And looking at Paul George stats, I probably didn't quite realize how well he is playing. Um, he's, he's playing very efficiently. I thought he might've been a bit less efficient than Kawhi, but, but he's, he's right it. up there with him. Um, I guess it's just more the eye test for me. Like we both know that Kawhi is a better player and just the eye test to me. Um, and the fact he, he is averaging only 1.8 turnovers per game as well. So um, looking after the ball and, and from what I've watched, because I watched a, a fair bit of Clippers this year, he is just very timely in his baskets and, and sort of knows when to take over games. So, um, yeah. but that's fair. I think that's a legitimate reason to sort of bump Kawhi down the boards because Paul George is having an amazing season. So you've got to give him credit. All right. Well, um, I'll say, I'll say my number one player because um, we've already talked about him. My number one player for the MVP is Dweller B. Um, so I'm very curious to see your number one player because apparently he's not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he's not on your list. Yeah. What happened? Okay. <laughs> if, can I make a guess? I'll let you have one guess. I'm sure you can get it. All right. It. Yeah. Is it LeBron James? It's going to be LeBron James. Ah, okay. Give that man an MVP award. Oh, man. All right. Sell me LeBron James. Well, right now, the Lakers are the second in the West. All right. They're only two second, games. Uh, second overall, Jazz. actually. I think they're actually um, in front of the Philadelphia 76ers on percentage. They, they've won an extra, extra game than them. They get, look, you're making a case for me. That, that's great. There you go. Second yep. best record in the league. We, we know this is LeBron's team. Anthony Davis, honestly, hasn't even had a good start to the season. Like, yep. literally, he hasn't been playing that well. And, and if you want to put up, like, stats, um, you're bringing up Kawhi. Because I understand you could say the same argument. You know, Paul George, Kawhi split the votes. You could say LeBron and Anthony Davis split the votes. Davis hasn't been that good. And, and LeBron has been putting up very similar stats to Kawhi, even with that respect. You take away the steals and, I guess, the the low turnovers of Kawhi, but like LeBron James is still having an incredible season. He's putting up 25 and a half, eight and eight, which is yep. like, like, how's that? That's still MVP numbers. He's shooting like 50% from the field um, while taking a fair few threes. Like he, he's average. He's a season high in threes this season. He's shooting 41% from the, from the, yeah. from the threes. Like that's yeah, it's efficient. Like for, for LeBron James. And it's just made him like unstoppable, really. Like if he's yep. shooting, 
41% from three, and he's still bigger and stronger than everyone. Second best record in the league. I mean, I, I feel like you just have to give him to him. And, and I feel like to some degree, because there's always that bit of storyline and background for, for the award, um, that this man really should have more than four. And it's yeah. he's 36. Let's just give him another one. You, you can't give another one to Giannis. Um, Kawhi, as I said, he's splitting votes with PG. Um, I, I can see Utah dropping off. I feel like right, if I had to make a vote right now, it's just kind of like, just give it to LeBron James. Yeah, look, I, you're talking me into it. I probably feel like I've disrespected the man by not having him in my top five. Disrespected. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, maybe maybe he should come in over Giannis or, or, or someone like that. But I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like he's, he's, he's cruising still. And, and like, because I've seen LeBron do this um, time. In, like, the, these numbers are not any more special than what he's done in the past. Like, this is, in, in fact, it's probably his worst season in, in a little while. Um, and, but I, and I feel like the Lakers record is more to do with the additions that they've made in terms of improving their roster, um, which we both said at the start of the season was, you know, they were one of the biggest winners come free agency and, and trades and things like that. So, so the credit, I guess the, the biggest thing in his favor is their record and the fact that they are the second in the league uh, in terms of, you know, wins and, and, and percentage and things like that. So, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't give that all to LeBron. Obviously, he's their best player, and obviously, Anthony Davis has been a little bit down this year, but he's still an excellent defender. Um, his free throw percentage is down, so his points are down. His rebounds are down a little bit as well. But keep in mind, they brought in players like Montrez Harrell. They brought in players like Marcus Sol. So it stands to reason that his stats might suffer because they brought in some quality big men to to take over that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think for me he's my number one, but I probably should have him in my top five. Um, just, yeah, based on the eye test, I'm not... It, recently, he's been picking it up. But to start the season, there's no denying that he was he was a bit sluggish and a bit slow. Fair enough. The dude had you know had an historically short off-season, so I don't really penalise him too much for that. But when you're splitting hairs here, um, I would definitely have someone like, you know, Embiid or Jokic over him. Um just based on like the gaudy numbers and, and contri- contributions that they make to their team, I think are a bit bit more than, than LeBron's. Um, but but good points. Can't can't um, can't doubt the king. And his, what's his his fifteenth season? Or no, seventeenth season or something something silly. Something crazy. I think it might be sixteenth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Too even many. know. He's <laughs> he's just he's just a, a timeless timeless basketball player that just gets better and better. Um, so still doing it. Still doing it, LeBron. All right, we're just going to keep it short there, talking about our MVP picks. We might move on to our fantasy segment today. We've got a lot of fantasy content to, to, to go through. Um, and today we're going to be trying a new sort of segment here, and we're calling this the Fantasy Spotlight, where we're going to bring up a few names, some, some popular names, some names that sort of have a few things to discuss um, and a few layers to peel back, uh, where we're going to go deep into some of their their stats and, and what's going on and how we project them moving forward. So I'll throw it over to you first, Callum. Who's the first player that you want to highlight from a fantasy perspective and, and what can you tell us about them? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at my boy, DeMontis Sabonis. All um, right. He's having a good season. Um, you know, arguably an all-star season. He, he was an all-star last season, but if we're looking at the raw stats, um, 21 points, 11.7 rebounds, five and a half assists, um, he, he is lacking the defensive numbers and 0.8 steals and 0.4 blocks. So to, to that respect, you, you have to be, I mean, he fits a punt block build perfectly. He can fit the punt yeah. steal build because both that is, is definitely below average, but his field goal is through the roof as well at 53.7%. Um, on, on a fair amount of um, attempts as well. So yeah. he really does yeah. ride up that field goal. Um, his three, three throws... Seven, about 70%. So that's really not helping you. He, he does kind of fit the mold of a, a punt free throw as well. Um, but like everything else is just so positive. Like the rebounds is elite. He's just one of those guys. He really is. Um, he, he does sit, fit certain builds. Um, yeah. but, but he definitely is worth, I mean, I've got him in a punt block build right now and he's, he's perfect for me. If you look at yeah. the overall rank, um, he is, it says he's 57 on, on basketball monster, which is one that we, we do like to use. Um, yeah. But when you put him in the punt block build, I'll just put that up now. But do you have anything to say about um, my, my boy Sabonis? 
Yeah, he's he's continued to impress me. Like, you know, he's he's the classic kind of big man that can give you a lot of assists, which is very valuable, those out-of-position assists, you know, especially when you, you're building your roster and you, you do have those guards that kind of naturally get that those stats for you. So if you compare those guards alongside a big man that gets you a lot of assists, that's that's putting you in a very good position to win that category week in, week out. And, and he can be pretty streaky this year. Uh, I'm not sure if I bring up, I'll bring up his stats in a second for previous years, but I think he's improved as a three-point shooter as well. I've noticed him having some games where he's hitting three, sometimes even four threes a game. Um, obviously, he's averaging one three a game over the season so far, but there, there have been some streaky weeks where he's put together sort of a few games in a row where he's, he's banging in some threes. And uh, obviously, his scoring has been taken to another level. I think we um, we discussed who's the best player on Indiana Pacers and we were Aminari between Brogdon and, and, and Sabonis. Um, I think recent play has landed me more in the Sabonis side of things. He's he's just a he's a good player and, and he's won me over. I was sort of skeptical when he started putting up these kind of numbers halfway through last season. I was like, ah, he's not going to keep this up. But to his credit, he, he looks like this is just the kind of play he is. So, um, yeah, a bit of a beast. Yeah, I love his consistency because every night I pretty much know I'm getting 20 and 10 with five. Like, is this like, he, he doesn't have a standout game where it's like 50 points or something. It's just every night I get 20 and 10, five assists. It's yeah, it's, it's just so reliable, which is great. So I, I just, um, on, on Basketball Monster, I just did a bit of the punt strategy. So I, I took away, um, so I had punting blocks and turnovers. He gets boosted up to 29th ranked player. Yeah, uh, plus 30 player. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just things like that. And, and that pretty much is my build. So it's just so valuable for my team. So consistent. Um, the only thing really there that would still is hurting me is, is the, um, the free throws, but when you're yeah. shooting 70%, it's, you can still maintain a good percentage there. But with your other players. Yeah, exactly. yeah, definitely. If you've drafted smartly and you've got other good free throw percentage shooters, you can recover that category. It's not something like a Giannis or something like that where it's just unrecoverable to get to a good spot it's it's something that you can do something about so uh, not a complete disaster there and he's not taking too many attempts like I know he's getting to the line a little bit uh like 5.5 it, it is starting to get up there but um I think it yeah it is still still recoverable um do you think he, he's gonna maintain this for the rest of the season uh, I think he is like, well, he might chop off a little bit just because he's got a big workload now with, um, it's just him and Brogdon, obviously, because yep. Oladipo is gone. Um, and I did see an update on Karis Levert. Apparently he could be back in say a month's time or something. So he will be okay. back this season. Um, and when yep. that does happen, obviously it will take a bit more of the workload off them. So I, my, my hope is he just doesn't get too worn out because obviously playing through him so much, um, but as I said, he's, he's super consistent. So yeah, it is. looks like he should maintain it. Yeah, I'm I, I confident that he will maintain this. There was even some rumours before the season started that Miles Turner uh, could be on the trading block. Uh, now, Miles Turner's come out and had a great season so far, so I'm not sure if that's still the case. But it wouldn't shock me if, if they were to deal a Turner uh, to look to improve their wing depth. They, they do have some injuries with, with um, their wings at the moment, so perhaps they're looking at getting a bit um, healthier there, a bit more depth there. Um, and I think Miles Turner is coming up on a contract year or, or something. So maybe they don't want to, to, to pay him some money. So if that was to happen, you know, I think he could have an even higher ceiling. So maybe he, maybe his rebounds even go up or is, is, he starts to play a bit more of a rim protection role. You might even see those blocks increase slightly. So there, there is scope for some improvement. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really see too much downside with Sabonis. I think this is just who he is. And uh, congrats if you drafted him, because um, I think he's definitely outperforming what at least my projections were. The ranking is skewed a little bit by his free throw percentage, but uh, I think that that considered, he's, he's doing beyond what we expected. All right, um, I'm going to move on to the next fantasy spotlight. And this is an extremely interesting player. And it's it's someone who's taken me on a bit of a roller coaster and, and all owners on a bit of a roller coaster this season. And it's, it's Chris Boucher. Now, I, 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 we were pretty adamant that he should be um, a sleeper. You and I both agreed um, in the preseason. We highlighted him on our, on our Deep Sleeper podcast uh, coming into the season. And he's done that. He has definitely exceeded expectations. He's been amazing as a late, late round pick. The frustration comes in the consistency with his minutes, obviously. So when the man gets minutes, he puts up stats. When he doesn't get minutes, it can be frustrating. Um, and I've even seen some places like he's getting dropped and people are getting impatient. 
before I go into any of his stats and, and sort of highlight this, this guy a bit more, don't drop Chris Boucher. If he has a bad game or if he has a stretch of games where he's not playing minutes, try as best you can to be patient because as soon as you drop him, chances are he's going to put up another, like he had 30 points, 11 rebounds the other day and puts up three blocks and just dominates the percentages as well. So he is someone who you're just going to have to ride out the highs and lows. Um, and there is scope for this man to be even better than he was. So before I get into a bit more of the stats, from a from a non-owner perspective, what are your what is your impression on uh, Boucher this season? What have you what have you been thinking about him? Um, it, it's a good it's a good one to pick because he probably is a polar opposite to Sabonis in the fact that um he, yeah. he's a bit more sporadic. So in, yes. in a week to week league, if he has a hot week, um your team's going to do really well. And then he might have one week where he really does fall off, um and he's really just kind of hurting you. So. Right now, it, it, I'm looking at his overall ranking with no punts taken in mind. He's, he's 41st overall, so he's yeah. right up there with Sabonis, which is really surprising. But um, surprising. he did have a pretty hot month. Um, and it really, as you said, it depends on the minutes. Um, we know that Nick Nurse is a great coach. Um, I'm not too sure. It's just that they really do lack forward and center depth um, at yeah. Toronto. So it, it, I think it is just a night-to-night basis in terms of who he's who, – Chris Boucher is, is matching up with, but when he, when he's getting minutes, he's so good for fantasy. Um, it, yeah. It drives me crazy a little bit sometimes though. Like I know we, we like, we, we like uh, Nick Nurse. I think I like Nick Nurse a little bit more for his game to game strategic adjustments in the playoffs in the season. He does do things. And he obviously doesn't trust Boucher as much as we want him to, but like when your other options are, you know, Aaron Baines, like what, what the fuck can Aaron Baines do that, that Chris Boucher can't like, I don't know. Like I know he's a bigger body, but, but seriously, man, like this guy is just a better, a better rebounder, a better shot blocker, a better shooter, a better scorer in general. He's more switchable, more, better lateral movements. Um, yes. He might be a bit more um, slight of frame, but in today's NBA, I just, I don't value that compared to those other six positives that I, that I talked about. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, and, and it seems like recently um, he's getting more minutes again. I'm hoping as the season progresses, or even if just like Aaron Baines gets an injury, you know, he's 30, was he 36 years old? That is a highly likely scenario. And if that happens, there's, there's literally no other center on this team. Yes. They play some small ball with um, Siakam at the five, but this guy doesn't need many minutes um, to be relevant and to be an elite player. In fact, as an overall ranking, he's averaging 23 minutes a game right now. And yet, like you said, he's a 41st ranked player. Now that's off the back of some excellent percentages, some low turnovers and high block numbers. But I wanted to I wanted to go deeper into his stats here and in terms of his minute splits. So I've gone ahead and I've I've looked at the games this so far this season. In games where he's played 25 minutes or more, which is 11 games. Listen listen to his numbers. 20.2 points per game, 9 rebounds per game two and a half blocks per game and 2.1 threes per game. And he's shooting over 50%, uh, so 55% field goal percentage and over 75% free throws um, and averaging basically one turnover a game. So you, like those are Christian Wood numbers. Those are, you know, like Nikola Vucevic numbers, but with blocks, like those, <laughs> those are like, that's like approaching first round value, like literally nearly at top 12 value. And that's in 25 minutes plus, not even like 30 or 35, which some of those guys are doing. So imagine if he started playing that. So the ceiling there is enormous. Um, The contrast is in the 12 games that he's played 25 minutes or fewer, he's averaging nine points per game, four and a half rebounds, still a block and a half and still a a three, 1.33s per game. And obviously, very low turnovers. The percentages are still great. So the, that's why his ranking is doing so well. But obviously, those points per game and rebounds per game are halved, basically, in those, in those games. And it's been a 50, nearly basically a 50-50 split um, in terms of games where he's had more than 25 and games where he's been less than 25. So uh, when you hear those numbers, Cal, um, what, what do you think? Do you, like, do, you, do you think that this guy, you know, what, what if he does get you know, 25 minutes a game. Okay. And that doesn't feel like it's much to ask, you know, like. Do you yeah, it's that- pretty interesting. It's hard. It's, it's hard to say. Um, it's weird. I just said a bit of a pun. If you take away, because in both those, even if he was playing 25 minutes or if he was playing less, his turnovers were really good 
If yes. I punt the turnover, he's actually dropped down to about 67. But but that's yep. a season stat. If he's putting up the numbers that you were saying that, you know, the 2010, you know, really efficient from the field was at 54% while getting yep. two threes, two and a half, two and a half blocks. That, that's insane. Like, yeah, it's, it's so unique as well. Mm, it, it is. It's really the only thing he's not really contributing in is, is I guess, the assists, but assists, assistance deals. But yeah, like, when you're putting out those numbers, like literally Christian Wood, those are Christian Wood numbers. Like that's exactly what he's doing, um, except Boucher is shooting a better free throw percentage. Um, like those numbers are nearly identical if he's getting 25 minutes a night. And Christian Wood's getting 35 minutes a night. So I know he's injured right now, uh, but before he was injured, like everyone was raving on about how good he was, but Boucher could do that in fewer minutes. So um, I would encourage anyone who's stressed and nervous about him, ride it out. The trade deadline's going to come along. Maybe, you know, who knows what's happening with, with Baines. But if this guy just gets just a few more minutes per game and it's more consistent, then, you know, this this could be your championship right here. This could win you the premier, like the the the, um, the league, just based on that. Because you would have picked him outside the top 140. Um, so he's giving you 100 spots of value just based on 23 minutes a game, what he's doing. So ride the waves would be my advice. Uh, let's move on to the next player spotlight. Who have you got, Cal? All right. Next to my list. Um, let me get your face out of the way. There we go. Next to my list is uh, Malik Beasley. Oh, one of your boys. Um, interesting player. Uh, I think he's yep. worth bringing up. He he was literally the last pick in our draft that, that I took. Yeah. I think um, 14th round. I took Malik Beasley. And, and there was a bit of question marks around. He had like a weird legal matter and he was yeah, probably going to get suspended but he also got given a big contract and then you have anthony edwards coming in obviously number one draft pick so there's a lot of question marks but he like how many points tracking he's putting up on average this season oh i'm sure it's getting close to 20 now like is it like 18 it's it's been above 20 for a while now Has he's, it been, really? he's been putting up over 20 points a game um <laughs> which is pretty pretty insane to think 20 and yeah. a half is, is what he put up. So 20 and a half, five rebounds, two and a half assists. Um, yeah. And then doesn't really do anything on the steals and blocks. It's just, you know, 0.8 steals, 0.2 blocks. Um, turnover is really good. One and a half turnovers a game. Um, so, yeah. and, and then three, three pointers a game. So there's a lot of categories there. Specifically the threes, the points um, are really good and, and help your team hundred um, percent. The three, three percentage is good field goal there's a lot of like average stats there but it's pretty much you, you get him just to really boost um i guess it's the turnovers as well so those three categories points threes and turnovers really do get a yep. good jump um and, and and even i feel like right now we're a quarter way through the season he really has locked in that starting um i don't know what you call small it a shooting forward. guard or a small forward yeah. role but he's locked it in and, and even in the past i think it's been about maybe a week or a bit maybe two weeks they've started to start anthony edwards and because yep. he is a bigger frame, you can still afford to have Malik Beasley still at the guard spot at the shooting guard. Um, and he's still putting up, you know, 34 minutes a game. And, His numbers and haven't been points. affected at all by that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, yes, in, in a couple of weeks, he could get this weird suspension thing because the court case has finally been, you know, closed out, whatever. If he's gone for four games, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. he, he is turning out to be a pretty good player. His current rank is um, 64 on Yahoo. Um on on it depends what your pun is obviously but on um draft once he's 75 which is a little bit worse but for where you got him and i don't know where people were oh. drafting him but where i got him was a steal if you got him outside the 100 you're doing really well and you yeah. could be looking to make a trade the perfect fit for malik beasley because he can play the point guard position on yahoo is obviously a punt assist build if you can get a, yeah. a point guard that only averaged two and a half assists but still like really good in other categories you you, you could make that flyer at some some other players and try and pick up a, a pretty good package so that's something to keep an eye on as well yeah if, if you've got someone whose you know value is uh, concentrated in assists and, and you're not doing too well in that category if you were to make the trade for Malik Beasley who may improve your three pointers you may improve your points and, and free throw percentage low turnovers obviously because you're punting assists you want to be good in turnovers um, you know five rebounds not too bad for your point guard position so um, yeah that would be definitely something that you could sort of maybe reverse your season but um, I'm just looking up his his sort of um, report. There was a couple of a report came out like yesterday saying that he's been sentenced to 120 days in a corrections facility after after his incident. But that's supposed to happen after the NBA season. So that's that's sort of his court mandated 
scenario. I don't know if the NBA is going to step in and, and do something on top of that in terms of taking it to their own hands. They haven't announced anything so far. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, I guess my question to follow up on that, uh, Callum, how do you feel about having a convicted felon in your, in your fantasy roster? <laughs> Look, if he's putting up fantasy stats, do, I don't care. Do you feel dirty? Do you feel dirty? I mean, like maybe just a little bit, um, but look, as I said, I think the league will step in and, and there was always yeah. a bit of talk that they will suspend him and give him their own punishment and yeah. say, this is, this is not okay. Just so I guess, I guess the public know that the NBA aren't wanting to play convicted felons. <laughs> so yeah, well. I expect him to get, um, yeah, some kind of punishment, but uh, yeah. look, if it's not going to affect Who the season, he's away. still, yeah. still going to give you some fantasy value. Oh yeah, it's um, it's a bit unnerving to not know when and where. So, so I would hate for that to happen in like your fancy playoffs or something like that. You know, the end of the season. But I mean, you've got to work with what you've got. So right now he's a he's a top seventy player and he's putting up big numbers. And I don't really see that changing. Maybe his points drop when Cat gets back. Cat's only played four four games this season, so I, I I'm sure his usage will drop then. Uh, so maybe this is a bit of a sell high. Would you would you think that before Cat returns? Yeah, I definitely argue that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but even if you don't manage to execute, he's still definitely someone um, to hang on to and he'll have value for the rest of the season. All right, I'll, I'll transition over to um, another. We've started off with players in our team and rightly so. We, we obviously watch these players a lot and, and my player is, um, is Michael Porter Jr. Uh, another sort of uh, high um, potential guy, someone who was frustrating uh, in terms of his minutes played. Um, someone who I'm, I'm a little bit less keen on and less excited by than Chris Boucher. I've seen the potential of Chris Boucher and, and there's less of a barrier to him getting minutes, in my opinion. Michael Porter, is, Michael Porter Jr. is a bit of a head case. He, he's shown flashes this season and um, to finish last season on what he can do. Um, but it looks like he is, you know, until Gary Harris was injured and we had Jamal Murray injured for, for a game or two, he was coming off the bench. Um, right now, he's been starting the last few games, but even in those starting lineups, he hasn't been very impressive. You know, 34 minutes, eight points, nine rebounds. Last game, 27 minutes, eight points, seven rebounds. Look, he's still, he's getting you a, a three and a half in those two games and, and, and good, decent defensive percentages, low turnovers, but it's nothing really to be exciting, uh, to be excited about. On the season, he's ranked 36, but to me, that's a bit of a false number. I feel like he's not been that good and that is highly inflated by number one his percentages field goal and free throw and also the turnovers um i guess we're also talking about another punt assist here guys he's he's averaging less than one assist which is extremely hard to do um so yeah what are your thoughts on michael porter jr um i, I know a lot of people are, are getting frustrated with him my advice would be still to hold and obviously don't trade him because you'd be trading him at his floor, but there are some red flags. Yeah, there are red flags. Um, he's, he is a very unique player. Th those assists, I mean, you're playing 26 minutes a game and you're putting up less than assists a game. That's that, terrible. That's very hard to do. Yeah. It, when, when you punt a, um, turnovers, he drops about 15 to 20 ranks, um, which isn't a good sign either. Um, but yeah. I guess, look, he, he does take care of the ball. I feel like regardless, if he does get his points up, he still will maintain a good... Mm -hmm um you know uh turnover rate so he really just needs to get the points up like Nikola Jokic has been absolutely cooking so far like he put up 50 points um a few days ago yeah and ju just because of his usage going through the roof uh, Michael Porter Jr. just hasn't really had the usage I, I I think that's the main problem for him because we know when we pass it to him he's not really going to do much except for really shoot um, oh he's going to get it up Exactly. So yeah. he's in a weird role. Um, the defensive stats are okay as well for the season. He's got that one steal, one block. Um, the field goal, yeah. apparently he's putting up about 11 attempts a game and he's shooting 50%. So, it's but I it's feel been like, very up and down, yeah. Yeah, that's when, the thing. He's, he's one of those hot. players similar to Boucher where it's it's really sporadic. He'll, yeah. uh, he'll have like, he, he can be okay in a week-to-week -week league where it's like one week he could perform awesome and, and, and going to win. But Yep. You know, maybe two times out of, you know, two weeks out of three weeks, he's just underperforming and not really yeah. a huge asset for your team. See, see diff different to Boucher, when Boucher has been given the minutes, every single time he's been given the minutes, he's performed. And that's literally the only thing holding him back. Michael Porter Jr. has not shown that. He is, there's been games where he's been given the minutes and he, he hasn't performed. He shot 27%, um, you know, 
zero assists. Like the fact that this man just doesn't get any assists is is not good for his his playing time. Like the like not like sure if you're punting assists and it doesn't matter for your fantasy team, but what it does matter is him staying on the court. And if, if you have a selfish kind of player on, on the court who's literally not averaging an assist a game, the, the coach is not going to want to put you out there and that's going to affect your that's going to affect your fantasy stats because if he's not on the court, he can't produce. He can't get his points. He can't get his blocks and steals and threes. Um, so I worry about his, you know, Denver Nuggets, they have aspirations to be a title contender. So if they feel like he is not contributing to winning basketball. And, and I think the last few games, there's been some chatter. Nikola Jokic sort of criticized him on the, on the recent sort of game. And um, th- those sort of comments are what concern me the most. The fact that there's a little bit of friction in the team and, and perhaps this will not bode well for his minutes moving forward. You know, maybe he is going to remain on the bench the rest of the season and um, just sort of jack up shots when Gary Harris is back and he'll be behind players like Will Barton. And, and sometimes even Jermichael Green was playing ahead of him, uh, which, you know, I don't know about you, but <laughs> that's a red flag if I've ever seen one. If Jermichael Green could get more minutes than you. So, yeah, um, someone who I am concerned about. But again, you're holding him. He's super talented. And if he does figure it out and get his head right, he can be, you know, just by the nature of his game, he could be a top 40 player. But um, I am a bit concerned about him moving forward. And if, if someone believes in the ranking, I would definitely execute a trade and get any sort of top value, top 50 value back if you could. Because um, I don't think his value is reflective of what he's actually doing. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think, yeah, he, there is still that ceiling. You can you can also make that sell. Like he could yeah. still do better. He hasn't re- reached his potential this season. So there, there is some a market out there for him. I, I mean, in saying that, like he hasn't been playing well. He's only averaging 26 minutes game. And yet he's still the 36th ranked player on guard. So look, the, like this is the bad Michael Porter Jr. with a little bit of good in there. So imagine if he does click and start going and playing well, he could be genuinely a top twenty kind of player. But I'm just I'm not as, I'm not very confident that he's going to get there. Um, it, it could happen, but but I'm starting to lose faith. Um, and obviously he's on my team, so not too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's let's maybe do we we've been talking. On, let's maybe do one more um, uh, of these spotlights each. Um, I'll throw it over to you next, Cal. All right, the, the next guy on on my list um, is the league leader in steals in OG and an OB. So th- that is where you're getting a lot of um, your. He obviously has been out of injury, but he's meant to be coming back soon. But but that's where he is on a per game um, average basis. He's, he's ranked 39th right now, just with no punts at all. So, I mean, that's awesome. And it's mainly coming from those steals. That is super elite. Um, and then he still contributes in other areas. So he's one of those guys. He's a specialist. He's absolutely a specialist. Yeah. He still gets threes, two and a half threes a game, rebounds about six a game, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. Only, you know, one and a half assists is pretty, pretty bad, but those 2.1 steals, you know, steals and blocks, it's just those categories where, um, you know, just the 0.2 differences is, is makes so much more. Huge. And, and he's, yeah. he's so reliable in, in that department. And um, this doesn't really hurt you anywhere else. Yeah. There's literally not really a category. He really does hurt you badly. Like it's really, I mean, points is still 15 a game. He's just such a solid player and yeah. bumped you up in, in the steals. And, and that's why he is raised to that 39 um, ranking. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like he could be a player, I guess, in the same market as, as a Michael Porter Jr. Would you consider a trade between the two? Would you take that? That would be, that would be a, see, obviously Porter Jr.'s ceiling is a fair bit higher. I think this is probably the ceiling for OG and but it's probably a safer pick. So if I was in the market for some steals, I would definitely consider it. Um, uh, just to give a little glimpse into my team, I've been doing pretty well on steals, so I actually might keep Michael Porter to keep myself competitive in points and threes a little bit more, and have that upside. Um, but yeah, if, if if your team's looking for some steals, definitely I would consider it. Um, and obviously, if you if you're a bit nervous about Michael Porter Jr., it's not the worst trade in the world. Um, but yeah, I think I see a little bit more upside in in, in MPJ. MPJ uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that how turns out. Obviously, he's also losing some blocks. Um, and some some rebounds there a little bit as well. Um, what do you think about how he'll impact the team when he comes back? Do you think someone like Norm Powell is going to lose some value? I know he's another one of your players on your team. How do you think that's all going to fit in when he when he gets back? Because he's he's questionable next game, so he could be back as early as uh, the sort of next game that they play. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think well, Norm wasn't playing well when OG was in the starting lineup. Um, no, and I wasn't. picked him up on on the wire just because OG's been out for about a week or um, so. He, and look, Norm's actually been looking really good the past really good uh, couple yes. weeks, about twenty points a game. Um, so if yeah, it was a good ad. If you're still on your waiver, why it's worth picking up until you see OG come back. And maybe there was a bit of the correlation there because OG does sneak like does have a sneaky amount of usage because they because they do lack the bigs um, and and because. Nick Nurse doesn't trust, as we spoke, he doesn't trust Boucher some, in some games. I think it's like a matchup yeah. thing. Um, and But OG is that reliable guy. Like he's averaging 34.8 minutes a game. It's a, it's a lot of minutes and he can play the center role. He can he can defend guards. He, he can defend anyone. So yeah. he he's always going to have high minutes and that will definitely affect Norm Power 100%. Yeah, I definitely see him sliding back into that lineup. And I do, I do see, Norm, I think Norm Power's done well enough to sort of increase his minutes back before... To, to more than what they were before this injury to um, um, to OG. But I, I do see him taking a hit and it just seems like he likes playing in the starting unit. I don't know why um, he just likes to hear his name called, but uh, maybe you might even see, I, I think you might even see some starting lineups where Pascal Siakam is playing the center and maybe you do see OG and an OB playing starting at the four and non Powell starting at the three. I, I would, you know, against some smaller teams, you know, teams not, you know, like Philadelphia, I would definitely, if I was Nick Nurse, I would be looking to do that. So I, I do think that that is a scenario and that might increase OG's rebounds and blocks slightly uh, to give him a little bit more value. Uh, so I do see him sort of maintaining this for the season. Uh, and I think he's not going to be affected too much by power uh, as much as power is by him. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on to the last player for our player spotlight. And I am going to spotlight a bit of a random dude um, the player that I'm not really a big fan of, but for some reason, well, I know the reason I'm going to go into it, uh, but Bobby Portis is the player that I'm going to spotlight today. Now, this man is the 83rd ranked player on Yahoo. And the only reason, and he is rostered in our league, um, but the only reason he's been able to reach that value is because this man loves a bit of junk time. And when he, when the Bucks are beating up on a weaker team, which is it's fairly often, they, they, they do beat some teams by a lot. Fairly, fairly frequently. He, he loves to, to just get in there and, and just get as many stats as he can in as few minutes as possible. So um, not someone who I would be bending over backwards to add. In fact, he was on that wire for a long time and I chose not to add him because predicting the games that the Bucks are going to smash and he's going to get junk time is just impossible. And I feel like if they're not doing that, he's just putting up next to nothing. So yes, he's a top 100 player. And by that definition, he's technically a must roster player, but um yeah look this guy is just beast of garbage time and you can't predict that to keep happening what, what are your thoughts about uh bobby portis i've had bobby portis before and um the one good thing about bobby, bobby portis is when he gets minutes he's he's making he's shooting the ball he's oh, shooting yeah. the rock so yeah it, it definitely is a minutes played thing but he can shoot he can hit a three um he can even get you some defensive stats as well but like he really is pretty mediocre everywhere and, and, and can do the old points and rebounds if he gets minutes really yeah. to get those elite categories. And, and I guess field goals being pretty good from this season so far. Um, yeah. But I yeah, mean, look, look he, 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 he shoots the rock, man. Yeah. I mean, you look at his averages and like, obviously his averages are decent, but like, if you just go into his game log, you know, two games ago, he put, put up three points and eight rebounds. Um, you know, last game he put up seven points, six rebounds and a block, you know, nothing special in 20 minutes. And then you go back to, a game where they beat the Portland Trailblazers by 30. So they obviously jumped on there. 21 points, eight rebounds, three threes, two assists, two steals and a block. You know, this guy just loves to beat on, beat up on that second unit. Just capitalizes on <laughs> garbage time. So um, I'm not a big fan of him as a player. I don't think he's very good. Um, and I think the Bucks don't think he's very good either. So I wouldn't be bothering. I think there's much better players out there who are more predictably consistent than, than Bobby Porter. So I wouldn't, I think he's a bit of fool's gold is what I'm trying to say on, on, based on his ranking and, and sort of um, he's rostered in 53% of the leagues. I think you could definitely drop him if you need to and move on because who knows when the next sort of garbage time um, smacking is going to come along. So, all right, let's, uh, let's move on away from that spotlight. That was our new segment, but we'll move on to just some, some waiver wire ads. Now, first of all, we'll go through these pretty quickly because there's, they sort of speak for themselves, but, uh, players who are owned in under 70% of leagues that we believe are must roster players. Every league, uh, 10, even eight teams should probably have these uh, these players. They are probably top 100 players for the rest of the season. 
Uh, I'll go through them. Thaddeus Young, DeLon Wright, Derek White, Dante DiVincenzo, Nicholas Batum, Gary Trent Jr., Justin Holiday, And I do have Cole Anthony there, although he did injure his shoulder in today's game. So just wait and see what that injury is like, whether it's a long-term thing or if it's just a game or two. But if it's just a game or two, you should definitely still have him in your league because I think he is going to be a top 100 player for the rest of the season. Uh, is there anyone that you would like to add to that list or, or throw in there? I think you had a couple other names. I mean, you had a couple of names. I um, had Mason Plumley as well. Um, yep. It is under 70% owned and should be owned in, in any kind of 10 category league, really. Um, yep. Anyway, and then also Jeremy Lamb. Um, he's been, yep. he's back in injury now and he's, he's been looking really good with Oladipo out with Karis Levert out that he is getting minutes and Levert's yep. still going to be out for a month. So he will maintain that. And he's shooting efficiently. He gets the sneaky defensive stats, kind of like the one-on-one, um, yeah. which can be good on, on the week-to-week basis. Elite percentages as well, low turnovers. So so a good good Roto player, especially. Um, and if you care about those stats in, in head-to-head, yeah, he's definitely someone that I would, I would own. Um, some of these guys maybe have some short-term value. I'm looking at a player like Justin Holiday, Gary Trent Jr. to a certain extent, um, and, and Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young has, has actually been just tearing it up since uh, Wendell Carter Jr. went down. Now Lowry's out as well. Otto Porter seems to be out. So there's a few injuries over at Chicago. So if he is on your wire, definitely pick him up. But just know that maybe when those players come back, he may regress and you might need to look at somewhere else. But most of the other guys, Derek White is, is a bit of a player that I want to highlight as well. He's He has had some rough games, but I'm very... Very bullish on Derek White. We saw what he could do in the bubble and he put up some great stacks alongside um, uh, Murray. They played together and and that looks to be what they want to do. He is resting back-to-backs for now, uh, but I think that that will go away in the not too distant future. But he's he's a guy that can get you a block a game, get you a few threes, get you assists, give you decent percentages. I know he's had a few rough shooting mats, but he's just getting into it. And And I think you should, persist with Derek White and, and, and keep him on your roster. And if he is available, if anyone drops him, um, I know I have him on our roster, but if one of you guys was dropping, I would be scooping him up straight away because I think he is a decent uh, contributor. Um, anyone from that list that you wanted to highlight, especially? Um, I, I'd like to yeah, touch on Thad Young again. He's been killing it, man. I'm, I'm super jealous I didn't pick him up. He, in the past uh, two weeks, in the past 14 days, he's putting up 28 minutes a game, um, shooting about 60% from the field, 13 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals a game. Like, yeah. there's, there's some big categories there. Yeah, um, he's, he's a top 50 player in that time. Yeah, 44 ranked is what I've yeah. got in, in front of me for, for Yahoo. Yeah. So that's that's really good. Justin Holiday as well. I actually had him on my team and I, and I got rid of him, which is kind of stupid in the scheme of things. Um, but he's obviously going to maintain minutes till Levert gets back and, and yeah. he's going to be elite in threes. He'll be elite in turnovers and he's going to get you a pretty good steal rate as well. So yeah. he's a lot, a lot of assisting there. Um, I mean, Josh Jackson, he, he's kind of like a game to game guy who I've been keeping my eye on who, yeah. who, who you mentioned as well. He, um, I don't know. He had like 28, eight um, game just, just a couple of days ago. He's, he's one of those guys. I, I don't really understand it, but when he gets minutes, sometimes he actually is looking really good. And that Detroit team's really weird. Um, so he's definitely worth an ad. If he could somehow boost himself to like a starting role. Um, yeah. has, it, has it been starting games? He's putting up 26 I, minutes a game. Yeah. He, he was out for a little while. Obviously, he had, he had some issues with injuries and COVID and things like that. Um, but I think he is coming back. Look, I haven't, I haven't listed him in our must- roster because i think there is some scenarios that you you could do without him obviously he's he's a bit sporadic compared to those other names that we named um but if we move on to our our, our next segment uh which is our um sort of ads so these players are all under 50 percent owned and obviously josh jackson does fall into that category i'll I'll read out some other names that, that sort of accompany him there um, Darius Baisley is one of my guys, uh, Patrick Williams from the Chicago Bulls, uh, Josh Jackson, who we mentioned, Cody Zeller, uh, Jakob Pertl and Kendrick Nunn. Both of those two are probably short-term ads uh, based on some injuries. Uh, but to go back to Josh Jackson there, um, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll double check the fact. I'm not sure if he started, but he's playing big minutes regardless. I think he, I think he has been starting actually. Um, and look, their, their team is a mess. I think that they're definitely going to eventually go more to a youth movement. And I know Josh Jackson's been disappointing in the past, but it's, it, it's worth them giving him another crack and, and sort of 
proving that he could be on a roster in an NBA team. So um, he actually, no, he came off the bench today. Um, so yeah, he has been coming off the bench, but played 28 and a half minutes. So basically started minutes. Um, but yeah, if he, he, the only issue with him is sometimes percentages, uh, high turnovers, um, assists and defensive stats have been lacking in the past. Although this year it's looking a bit better. He's averaging a steal and a block so far, uh, which is surprising. Um, but yeah, just those percentages and, and lack of assists, lack of rebounds, high turnovers. So there are deficiencies in his game that if it doesn't suit your team, you don't have to roster him, basically. So that's why he wasn't in our must roster section. Um, any other comments on some of those other, other guys that we mentioned in the in the ads? Um, yeah, I had a sneaky ad for um, Lou Williams has dropped to 49%. So if he's in your league, um, you should go out there, pick him up. Um, he, in the past week, he kind of has really stepped it up. He had 23, five and five in, in his last mm. game. And I think it is kind of the way up for me. He just had a slow start. You, you tend to see that sometimes with some players, but he's always been reliable. He, he's coming off the bench. He's going to score There's that, that bench. I mean, Lou, Lou Williams really is. He always has been, he, he can put up 18 points. He, yeah. he helps you in points. He'll give you some threes and he'll give you a, he's averaging four assists, um, for the yeah. season which is pretty helpful as well. So he's a good guy to have um, if someone's dropped him, pick him up. Yeah, especially uh, with George, uh, Paul George um, still sidelined. It looks like it, it, apparently he hasn't traveled with their with the Clippers for their two-game road trip. So it looks like he might miss that, those next two games. So especially while he's injured, he's definitely a good good ad there and, and will provide some good scoring. Um, had a slow start to the season, but it looks like he's getting to go in now. Um, also an excellent guy at getting to the free throw line. So if you need some free throw percentage, he's a good guy to sort of, add in there uh, probably when paul george comes back though his his value might take a hit so just just keep that in mind yeah it could I, be I a like, short-term thing yeah it could be a short-term thing i want to highlight one of one of my guys who i'm really really quite bullish on um and that's darius Baisley. um now he has been somewhat frustrating to own this year but he is putting it on recently um he on the season on, on Yahoo, basically, he's averaged, he's ranked 231, but I think that's a bit misleading because he, he's got some poor percentages next to his name, shooting 40%, under 40% for the season. Um, but if we reduce that down to the last couple of, last couple of weeks, he's, he's come up in terms of um, his points are up at 15 points a game, eight and a half rebounds. Uh, he's shooting some threes, his free percentage is solid, and he has the ability to get steals and blocks. So I think, especially with a young Thunder roster, he is someone who you can you can grab now and potentially hold for the rest of the season. Uh, he's available in a lot of leagues, so under 50% owned, um, and someone who if was available on our waiver wire, especially if you're punting free throw percentage, uh, I would uh, sorry field goal percentage that is, uh, I would definitely scoop him up straight away. What what do you think about Darius? I know I'm, I'm probably a bit higher than most. Um, do you sort of share my enthusiasm, or are you a bit more skeptical? Um, I'm probably a little bit more skeptical. If you're punting, if you don't care about field goal. Um, he's a good ad because I mean that 15 and eight is, is always pretty valuable. Um, but yeah, like shooting under 40% from the field does, does hurt you because he's shooting a high volume of about 13 attempts a game. So yeah. if you can deal with that and cope with that, then he, he definitely is worth picking up. I feel like, I feel like he's going to do better than that though. Um, I mean, he's, he's a big guy. Like he, he gets to the rim and I have to think that he's going to do better. Like that's a, a pretty shocking number. There's not many players getting huge volume that are shooting under 40%. Um, so I do think that that will improve. And when it does improve, I think that that will seriously see his numbers increase. Um, you know, if he's averaging 15 points and shooting under 40%, if he, if he shoots 45%, he could be up at, you know, 20 points a game or, or, or close to it. Um, so you could see that that flip in value happen really, really quickly. So um, I would definitely be scooping him up because on that Thunder, he's just going to get so much opportunity uh, on that team. Uh, anyone else you wanted to highlight? Some of those short-term guys, Pirtle or Nunn, what are your thoughts on them? Um, yeah, Kendrick Nunn, I wanted to touch on. He, um, yeah. I mean, he's good in points. He, he can get you the assists. It's kind of one of those guys who, when he gets the minutes, he is playing. And and recently, over the past month, he really is, he's been putting up about 30 minutes a game. So he he, can, he is valuable. Um, over the past two weeks, he's been averaging 34 minutes a game. So he, he, he is a good player. Um, he just like at a, a game log, he had a 28 point game, you know, 22 point game, 25 point game about a week ago. He's one of those guys who can help you on a week to week 
And when you know he's going to play and he's playing right now, you, you just you have to pick him up. He's, it's, yeah. he's worth owning. I think that's the key there. Like when you know he's going to play, he's, he's going to put up the stats. But the thing is, whenever Goran Dragic comes back to the lineup and right now he's out with an ankle sprain, this guy goes from playing over 30 minutes a night to literally dnp cd it's it's really really strange i don't know i don't know why spo like just doesn't play him at all um it's it's, it's a really strange thing spo does that a, a fair bit actually um and it's frustrated me in the past as a fantasy owner but uh yeah while while goran Dragic is up he's going to put up stats he's going to get you points going to get you threes um so it's definitely someone to have but just be ready at any moment's notice he could not play a game when when Dragic is back so uh be pretty pretty quick to pull the trigger once Dragic is back if you want to get someone else in. So that's why we labeled him as a short term. Uh, one quick one I'll just touch on very shortly. Patrick Williams, I think is another long-term ad uh, that could potentially stick in your side for the season. Like I said before, the Bulls are very injured right now. Otto Porter has a, uh, he's out indefinitely. We don't know what's going on here. It sounds pretty ominous. Um, and so Patrick Williams is going to get more of that usage, more of the minutes on that team. Um, as a rookie, usually you see them get better as the season goes on. Usually post all-star break, you start to see those rookies start to um, really start to play a bit better. And, and he's, he's a rookie. He's already shooting a good percentage. So if he gets more usage, um, his stats will definitely start to increase. So someone who I think is worth rostering and, and at least speculatively seeing how it goes, especially while they're a bit injured right now. So um, do you like that one, Cal? Yeah, I love Patrick Williams. The, the more I watch him, the more he reminds me of Kawhi Leonard. He's just like yeah. a very young dude. Uh, has a really good mid-range game, bit of a fader. He's cool to watch. He's worth adding. I can see his defensive numbers coming up a bit. I really hope they do. I mean, 0.7 steals and 0.3 blocks is pretty bad. And I, I feel like he can do better than that. So you'd like yeah. to think that that does pick up. Um, and then he's still putting up, you know, 13 and five. So he's not, he's not hurting you too much um, in terms of like one of those waiver wire ads. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So I think I think he's someone to pick up, and and I think he actually is with uh, Pokushevsky being sh- sent to the uh, the G League um, bubble. I think Patrick Williams is the youngest player in the NBA right now. So there's a little bit of a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, we'll move on to our last segment. We'll we'll go through this pretty quickly. Just looking at a couple of streaming targets for you to help you out on your matchups to end the weekend. If you're looking for certain type of stats, these are players who are readily available in a lot of leagues that can provide elite value in these stats. I'll read them out and then Cal, you just talk about a couple of there um, that catch your eye. I've got TJ McConnell, if you're looking for assists and steals. Joe Ingles, who had a big game today, uh, who might be picked up in a few leagues, but if he's still available, threes and assists, he's uh, replaced Mike Conley in the starting lineup at the moment. Uh, Daniel House seems to be getting back into high minutes, so hitting threes and also someone who has some low turnovers, can also get you some steals as well. Cameron Johnson can get you threes, playing some decent minutes in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Will Barton, if he's healthy with Gary Harris out, can get you some points if you're after that. And then Avisa Zubac, if you're looking for field goal percentage and rebounds, is doing that in sort of a, a low 20s minutes, um, backing up Sergio Barker there, but still providing good value. So if you're looking for those stats, I think those are some guys. Do you have anyone else, Cal, or is any one of those guys you want to talk about specifically? Um, I'll just touch on TJ. Um, he's a great ad. If you're in a weekend, you know, it's going to be close and assist and you just want that boost. Um, pick up TJ. He, he can be a bit shitty in points. It's one of those things where like, maybe you've only got a few more games left and, and you're pretty yeah. gone on points. Pick up yeah. TJ McConnell because over the past um, three weeks, his worst assist game has been six assists a game. And, and he yeah, had two crazy. games where he had 12 dimes and 15 dimes, which is huge. And, and even then he, he also helps a lot on the steal point of view is about a steal and a half over the past couple of weeks so yeah. he's definitely 1. worth adding seven on the season exactly exactly yeah. so he's, he's he's worth adding um as i said especially if say you've lost in points and that's pretty obvious pick him up and if you need that boost and assist he really could carry you over the line yep yep um i'll i'll, I'll touch on one player specifically I'll, I'll touch on joe ingles who um it could actually be someone that you roster uh, permanently in your league. He's the 143rd ranked player, so he's a fine person to have on the back end of your roster. And obviously, he's not going to get you many defensive stats, 0.3 steals, 0.2 blocks, uh, but he's averaging 4.6 assists on the season, 2.23, great percentages. Um, he's just a solid, consistent guy. And, and right now, he's in the starting lineup. Mike Conley's out. I don't think it's going to be for very long, but even when he's playing in that bench unit, he's the primary ball handler uh, in that unit and, and is able to provide solid assists in, in, you know, low 20s kind of minutes. But right now, especially he's hot. So 
uh, if he's available, he's a short-term ad and also a streamer um, when, when Mike Conley's back. So it doesn't really hurt you anywhere except for the lack of that those defensive stats. So definitely someone I would consider adding available in nearly 60% of leagues. So have a look for him. The Aussie, Jingles. Slow Joe Ingles. Let's go. <laughs> Slow Mo Joe. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, we might call it there. Thank you for listening. Again, if you're listening along or watching along on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. So tell your mates, um, tell your league, uh, make the league more competitive. Let everyone in on the uh, the advice and things like that. Uh, if you're uh, listening to us on Spotify, chuck us a rating, give us a like on there. Uh, make sure you subscribe along there as well. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. See you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.